This week's episode is a tearjerker for sure, at least for me. (laughs) My new sis is Stephanie, aka Gordy, stopped by to share her story of breakthrough in her personal life and career. Gordy is a boss chick making boss moves, setting up her family for spiritual growth and success for years to come. Her story speaks of boldness and beauty. Her brand, Beauty and Beast, is an impactful way to teach children about self-love, identity, and history, all the while inspiring their mothers to become the change they seek. Gordy truly blessed me, and I definitely feel a sister connection brewing. I won't let it go. Gordy is my sister now, period. <laughs> Get ready to be inspired, just like I was by her beautiful story. Gordy was so transparent and honest, and I just loved every minute of this conversation, as I always do. Y'all, here she is, Miss Gordy. Hey y'all, it's Kiara and I am so excited today. I have one of the most beautiful girls in front of me right now, (laughs) Gordy. I actually met Gordy through Instagram. I have to say that because it's the truth. I saw Gordy randomly before I knew she was. I was scrolling on Instagram, trying to find some inspiration and boom, saw Gordy. on um super sense instagram story where she was talking about this girl who brought up this beautiful book bag with super's face on it and she really took a chance and just told her story poured out her heart and said i made this for you you know i was waiting for this day and here it is and i just want to give this to you and super just you know really embraced you during that time And she, you know, imparted wisdom to you. She, you know, wanted you to make more things for her. So it was just this whole thing. And while I was watching her, I was crying because I was like, oh, my gosh, like the strength, the the wisdom, the risk taking, the, the, you know, just, oh, my God, like someone who has struggled so much with rejection and like fear encourage I was like how can she just pop up there in front of all those people and just be bold in who she is and that just inspired me so much so immediately I started writing I'm like I gotta I gotta write my vision right now because I have to do this this girl is like she got me you you got me going so I'm so excited to have you here Gordy and I want you to tell your story I'm giving you this platform so that you can encourage and inspire so many other women just like you inspire me so welcome (laughs) thank you thank you that was so sweet I don't know what to say after that just take it in Thanks for being here. You're welcome. So about that day, like, just walk us through what that was for you. So I have a company, Butte and Beast Co. Um, So it started off as a blog, and then I started creating flashcards for kids, which we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. And then um, I created more products just because the images on my flashcards were such a hit. Everybody wanted them on something. Um, In the sense that you looked at me for inspiration, I was like that super inspiration, Mm -hmm. a single black woman, um, just to find the odds showing her personality and who she was is what really attracted me to her the fact that she was so bold in her truth Mm -hmm. which is something i've always struggled with uh so i knew she was going to be in jacksonville which was about four hours away i'm lying three from tampa yeah like three and a half yeah three and a half (laughs) far (laughs) far but close enough for me to see her (laughs) (laughs) So I knew she was going to be in Jacksonville, and I just wanted to um, give her a bit of my company for her to have with her. So um, I work with an artist, another woman. Um, I've been working her with her for years. Um, mm-hmm. took forever to find her because 
I'm artistic, but I am, I suck when it comes to technology. Uh, so I knew how I wanted my artwork to look, but I needed to find somebody that can transfer it. So mm. I met her, she could do that. I sent her a pitch of Super, and I was like, you know what, can you do something with this? So the image was placed. Um, so as you notice, I'm making an investment, not expecting anything in return. Hello, that's the key. So I pay for this image, one-time use, only for her, not resellable, but I wanted her to have a part of me. Um, and then I just got to ordering products, ordered her a backpack, some notebooks, and that incorporated wow. um, some of my products in there. Um, I made her a shirt, too. I, anything I could put her face on, I put it on for her. Wow. <laughs> Um, and I booked to go to the event. I didn't know what to expect or if I'd even see her or if I'd even be close enough to her to give her the products because you know how events like that go. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they're, you know, over there and you're over here and I have a very big, um, anxiety problem. (laughs) Same. I can relate. (laughs) Uh, when it comes to people. So I went with a friend of mine's and, um, I was so shy that he basically set the table up for me and I just stood there and he kind of greeted the first couple customers, which is why I'm not a big vendor because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. I know what I want to say, but I don't say it. So he would start Mm. speaking for me once I saw that he was like, you know, warming up the crowd. Then I started like doing my little take Um, when I saw they were receptive to me, of course, um, I'm always a geek when it comes to education and history. So they got to asking a question and bam, I'm in my element. (laughs) (laughs) Randomly, um, I think I went to grab something and I put up the book bag that I had for her. And I was going to give it to the hostess people because they were like, you know, if you brought gifts for super, we'll actually collect them from you. Um, And the uh, other women that were there, they saw it and they were just so amazed. So this is something that I do. I do the artwork. I do the backpacks. And I've always had a tendency to undermine what I do. I don't see it Mm. as a big deal. So I pick it up and they saw it as a big deal. They saw it greater than I guess what I saw it as. So I'm getting ready to give the hostess the backpack. And they're like, no, you better hold that. Like, Tables full of women saw it. And they're like, you better hold that backpack. Don't give it to them. You need to give it to to her yourself. And I'm like, myself? uh no i'm not doing that um but the girls were like well no you're not giving it to her so the hostess came to grab it and the other women were like no she's not giving it like yeah so i was like let me put it back because you know unfortunately um sometimes you don't see the value in your stuff but Mm. that's when other beautiful women speak for you you know the unity and sisterhood so i held it and um super comes up and i'm just taking in everything she's saying and i hear the questions they're asking her but i have a tendency i'm a word finesser so i always like to ask what others won't ask and to be honest i can't even remember what i asked her um i'm trying to think i can't uh, i watched that video a thousand times i think i asked her this is i not verbatim, but I think to the extent of what I asked her was, how does she stare, share her story mm-hmm. without making other people uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And the reason I asked her that is because I have such an intense story and I keep it to myself, partly because obviously I'm shy, but secondly, because I'm so protective over the people that I love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you share your story, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if other people, you mm-hmm. know, take part in it. And I'm just very protective over mine. So, and she is too. So I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you, how are you so open but not open at the same time? Yeah. Like, there has to be like a trick to that, some <laughs> type of mastery. <laughs> and, um, um, I can't remember what she said. Um, but she mentioned something about just being bold and who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wrapping up the conversation. Here go the women. Give her the bag. Give her the bag. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Get out of here. Girl. Yeah. So uh, she, you know, she's raising her eyebrows because she hears it. And I'm like, well, I have a gift for you. So um, I lifted it up because I'm still scary. So I wasn't going to walk to her. I was like, hey, I have a gift for you. And then she saw it and her face lit up. And her face lighting up to me was like acceptance. Yeah. And once I saw that acceptance i was more comfortable and given the presentation and i went and gave it to her and the rest is on a video you know (laughs) what and what an awesome video that was because even though you said you were 
you know, caught up in your emotions and your anxiety and your negative thinking because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone else like me is looking at that like, wow, the boldness of her. Like, <laughs> there she get up there and just present super well stuff. You know, like yes. that took so much. And to know the story behind it and how you felt, it makes me that much more inspired by you because I know those feelings. I know what it's like to be like, I have a podcast you can listen to. You know, yeah, like, that's you me. Know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Girl, that's amazing. And so what has it been like since then, since that happened? Because I know as far as what I could see, your Instagram went from like however many followers to like 40 something thousand followers overnight. So that was one take on it. But what what else? What was it for you emotionally and, and what has happened since then? Uh, for me, it was more so an affirmation of following in my truth. Mm. Um which I kind of deterred from a little bit for personal reasons that mm. we'll get into later. I was like, we're going to get into yeah. that. <laughs> I already know. I, I can sense how you are. <laughs> but um, it was, um, for me, it was more um, me stepping into my truth. And um, I'll be 28 in a couple months. So I'm Ooh. 27. Mm. And I feel now that I'm stepping into who I am and I'm involving that for so long I've mm. hidden from who I am mm. or I've hidden the you know to me what defines me the most from other people and I wouldn't necessarily say it's because I was trying to mold myself into what others wanted because I've never been that I've always been apart but I've always been comfortable with being apart Mm. and being unseen I never had a problem with that and I think her seeing me and her being so accepting of me and what I was offering was an eye-opener for me that Mm. like you know I do have something special. I do mm-hmm. have something that's me and that I need to be more confident with. And that's something that I've been embracing. Mm-hmm. But that's, that definitely was like an affirmation. Like, girl, like, you know, be real about you and get into your stuff. Yes. And um, it's it's been a journey. So that's that was one part of it, you mm-hmm. know. And going from... Like, I had, like, 7,000 followers, and I went to, like, 37. So I literally got, like, 30,000 followers overnight. Crazy, crazy. Um, But with that, of course, comes good and bad. Mm. Firstly, um, I never got criticism for my work, ever. I've always gotten positive feedback. I love your stuff. So then I had to start taking in negative feedback. So that was something for me to adjust to because Mm. I put so much love and dedication into my stuff, and... I take so much time to make sure it's correct in quality. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, you don't like it. You yeah. don't think it's good quality. And I'm like, it made me second guess who I was mm. for, for a second. Mm. So it, it made me stronger as well because it made me have to be more confident what I was offering. And I had to accept that what I have is not for everybody. Right. And That's for huge. so long, I've always wanted to be for everybody. Not necessarily that, you know, I'm a people pleaser. But I want people to respect and see the work I've put in. Mm-hmm. And it was an experience where it showed me that it doesn't matter how much you put in or the effort you put forth, you're not going to be for everybody. Nope. And that's okay. Yes. So that that experience definitely helps me take my business to the next level, but also on a personal journey. It definitely helps me grow and elevate and kind of set expectations for myself. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I did this big thing this year, so what am I going to do next year? Mm. I I did this by going to an event. So now I've kind of shifted from focusing on social media to, okay, how am I going to plot to be at more events? Mm-hmm. And Ooh. that year I had gotten into teaching because um, I've always been a teacher at heart. But <laughs> I strayed from it, you know, financially wise. Um, I was like, you know, they don't get paid. I got a jet. I'm not going to school <laughs> to be like, you know, 70 grand in debt making 20K type Hello? of stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I was after the bag. So I'm like, this is what I'm going to school for. You know, I don't like school, but I'm smart. So okay, that's I'm going to make real. it work towards me. <laughs> And that summer, you know, uh, teaching was a major adjustment. It was a pay cut. It was, it's a lot. I'm still trying to evolve from it. But mm. it was an affirmation that I made the right choice. So yeah. it kind of pushed me to to just kind of take it to the next level and put the grassroots in all parts of my life. Not just my business, but my everyday happiness. Mm. That's my spiel on that. Girl. <laughs> Girl. 
listen like <laughs> while you were talking you see me i was over here writing out these gems that you were dropping because honey you are dropping some words major key and i'm over here just relating in all of it i believe in the parallel process between what we are doing personally and what we're doing to advance our careers and business wise so as you were growing and moving and shaking in your business all that stuff that was moving and grooving and shaking on the inside of you was happening too Mm -hmm. so it's like now you you're becoming more aligned with who you are but there was a time where you weren't aligned and things weren't matching up the way that they should have been or that you would think that they would be something that I wrote down was um, that other people saw the greater value in your stuff than you did. Talk about that because that is something that (laughs) I struggle with every day almost for years. And even sometimes now I find myself going back to that space where I'm like, no, Kira, we're past that now. But that is something that people struggle with I always say that other people can see the potential that you have before you do but once you know your potential you can't unknow it so how do you get to that place first of all what is that like for you to see that all these people are building you up and saying girl this is awesome what you're doing is amazing this quality this t-shirt and for you to say it's all right I don't know it could be better I don't like that little color right there you know talk about that where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to answer this in kind of two parts. Okay. Because to answer the question, I got to tell you my history. And to tell you my history, you got to understand why I even started B&B. So, mm-hmm. this is kind of two birds in one stone. Okay. Um, I've always lacked self-confidence. Mm. I've never seen myself the way other people saw me. And, you know, unfortunately, um, which is common in, you know, among women was, you know, childhood trauma. Mm. You go through things in your childhood that kind of give you a distorted image of who Mm. you are. Mm. And it's easy to say that you move past it. But even if you feel you have your your view or your perception of you is what really defines whether or not you've moved past Mm -hmm. it so you know when I was younger I was subject to situations that you know I wouldn't wish on another child that I shouldn't have went through Mm -hmm. and you know it kind of defined who I was because I was seeing myself for years through the lens of somebody that was um, not having my best intentions for me. Um, it was, you know, seeing my myself through the eyes of a man that was, you know, abusive. And um, although it was history, it was still a part of me internally. I still saw myself as the names that I was called growing up. I still saw my value as a value I was told I had mm-hmm. growing up. So... Um, It kind of carried over with me to the point where, you know, I got um, pregnant when I was 15, turning 16. I had my child young. Um, It encouraged me to graduate early. Everybody was in shock congratulating me. I didn't see it as anything. Um, I got into school, got my AA, again, didn't see it as anything. Mm -hmm. Got my bachelor's, still didn't see it as anything, didn't even want to broadcast it. Um, I usually would announce things after my family would push me or, um, you know, somebody else would repost it. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. Um, my career, I was at a point where I was making more than anybody I knew. And I still mm-hmm. didn't see it as anything. Never really highlighting my accomplishments because I saw myself as the little girl that I was told I was. I saw the value in me as I was told I had. So... I really started Mute and Beast because I felt like I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had a child early, but I graduated. Um, I graduated college, first in my family to do so. Then I got a graduate degree, taking care of me and my son. Um, you know, of course, my sisters and my mother have always been supportive. And, you know, they've been that pillar for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still handled my business and I still felt empty. Mm-hmm. And it was getting out of a relationship that I went back to 
Mm -hmm. And then got out of again. Now I'm out of for real, for real now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I got of a relationship and I was looking, just reflecting on all these accomplishments and I still felt empty. Mm -hmm. I still felt like I was nothing. Like all I had was my child. And granted, I love my child, but I knew that he could not be the only representation I had of myself. Mm And I felt like, what's next? And I felt like I can't be the only person to feel this way. So I started B&B's kind of as an outlet um, and a cry for help, which this is the first time I've admitted to it because I always say oh, it's an outlet, it's a resource. But really, it was me asking other women for help. It was me asking other women to tell me that I was not alone because that's how I felt. You know, um, I didn't know another teenage mother. My sisters, of course, had children, um, but, you know, they're like 19, 20. I think like they were older. You know, I didn't know a teenage pregnancy apart from myself. I didn't know a teenage pregnancy that graduated from college. I didn't know a teenage pregnancy that, you know, took care of everything on her own. You know, so I, I wanted to create that space to let other mothers know that it can be done because a lot of times and I've seen you know in my own environment women use their children as a crutch Mm. I can't get it done because of my child and I'm not saying it's going to be easy because it's because it's not but if I can get it done you can get it done and hey I'm not the only one that got it done check so-and-so out she got it done too Mm -hmm. and she got it done too and that's kind of where the blogging took place and as I'm meeting these women and they're telling me their story and they're inspiring me and making me feel included I hear the same thing I hear a lot of me in their story Mm -hmm. you know I didn't love myself when I was younger I didn't care about myself when I was younger I didn't know the opportunities that were available to me and I didn't see value in myself so I'm like okay so I'm not the only broken one that looks good on the outside (laughs) (laughs) no ma'am I'm not the only one that looks broken I mean that looks fixed was you know I'm saying really dying in here but (laughs) I look good out here so you think it's all good (laughs) right (laughs) so when I realized that um it kind of made me look at me as a mother and like what am I teaching my son because what we lacked was Mm. self-love self-confidence self-identity because we were never taught it Wow. We weren't. And you know why I was never taught it? Because my mother was never taught it. (laughs) Why was she never taught it? Because her mother. And I'm realizing that you can't, you can fix somebody in adulthood, but it's so much easier to fix them in childhood. Mm. It's so much easier to get through to them, to have this stick with them through childhood. Because what I realized was that a lot of this pain and hurt that I was carrying was from childhood. So to me, my childhood was more impactful than any difficult situation I had growing up. Facts. So I'm like, okay, well, it's cool that with these blogs, I'm reaching these women mm. and I'm reaching these mothers. And that's my intent. But to really, this is just putting a bandaid on the issue to really get to the issue which mm-hmm. me myself by myself of course is i'm not but if i could address it is to really get to these children yes. because once these children see they worth it mm. just takes off from there and you're going to save not only them from a lifetime of pain you're going to save their children because the same way i was a teenage pregnancy so is sarah from the block you know mm-hmm. and if she don't know about loving herself till she's 26 now her daughter is 10 you know, a lot, a lot could have happened in them 10 years. So it's been a process. (laughs) What, and what an impactful process that is. Butte and Beast is all about self-love and identity in children. But through doing that, you found your own identity. I, I did. And it's a process. I think people think you're supposed to wake up overnight and just love yourself. No. And it's not. This To me, it's the same way the happiness is. It comes one day, it goes the other. It mm-hmm. comes one day and goes the other. But when you see that other people are reciprocating the love that you should have for yourself, it makes you want to go get it. Yeah. And once you see that other people believe in you, it kind of gives you the it kind of forces you to look at yourself and see well why i don't see myself that way what can i do to get to that point so yeah that's my spiel on that (laughs) i love that i love that i'm just over here y'all i am just in bliss i love when i can relate to someone so well i'm just like yes like i don't even have to say it like you've already (laughs) said it me saying it again would just be 
double time at this point. Like you, you have said everything that I think. I didn't have a child or anything like that, but that feeling of not being enough has carried me through life. Mm-hmm. It, it was just to the point where I don't. I didn't even know if I could ever be enough who am I you know what what it who what am I like what am I supposed to be doing what am I doing how does this match up I was so calculated as an early adult as a young adult 20 19 20 21 so calculated in everything I wouldn't make a move unless I thought 10 steps out ahead of that right Mm -hmm. so it was like I was never living number one and if I was or if I did live it was for other people I was a people pleaser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I can't I can't sugarcoat that. I, I definitely was. I didn't even know what I liked. What do you like? Oh, I like that too. You know, just it was easy. And so to be on the other side of that and to see how I don't like the word damaged, but how unaware I was of what I was doing and who I was, it breaks my heart because I instead of building myself up and trying to figure that out I was trying to suffocate me so that I could be this whatever this was and so to hear you say that I'm like yes it's so many women out here that have felt that way why don't we just all talk about it why because we have been conditioned to carry the pain Mm. in silence Think about your mother. Think about your grandmother. Yes, wow. You know, my grandmother, oh, I was a grandma's baby. I'm Me just too. Oh, my God. Getting emotional. Think, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm feeling a soul tie here. Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. My grandma was my everything goal. I was, a, I was a grandma's baby. I had a lot of, you know, negative um, emotion and anger and hurt towards my mother because, you know, at my age... I was not at the the space to understand and to recognize her pain and suffering. So mm. I was selfish, you know, growing up because I'm a child, you know, so I was selfish in my pain mm. and it made me kind of strain my relationship with my mother Girl. when she did try to build one and have one. I'm still stuck up on the pain and hurt that I went through. I I'm like, I don't I want no parts of you. Can't do it. You know, I'm, I, I had parts of her. My mother's my world. She's always been, but as far as a, a bonded relationship, I struggled with that initially because Whoa. I blamed her a lot for my suffering, and I'll get into that in a Girl, second. Girl, like, but- what is happening? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Y'all. It's, it's okay. It is okay. Listen. Go, go on. I my can. grandmother passing to me was a wake up call. Oh, you know, uh, her name was Maria Chia, and I'm going to say it because I don't want her legacy to ever be forgotten but the fact that i did not know her is what hurt me the most i spent so many years with her and i'm sitting and reflecting and yeah i know her favorite color i know she liked it to knit i know she liked scrabble but i didn't know who she was you feel me Mm -hmm. and it it made me emotional thinking about that like wow my grandma lived 70 plus years Mm -hmm. um i can't give you the exact age right now because i'm in my feelings but (laughs) i was just sitting reflecting like she is birthing you know generations here and she's giving everything to it her last breath she was helping raise children and just pouring into her family and we did not know who she was what did my grandma want to be when she grew up you know what were her aspirations did she plan on this being her life you know and the way you're feeling that's the way like it hurt me it hurt me to think that this woman I loved so much, I didn't even know. Like, and then I saw my mother in her. Then I saw myself in her, you know, and it, it really broke me because, you know, I could talk about this now um, because you've created such a comfortable space. <laughs> Girl. In sincerity. Ooh. But that's, my grandma passing, I'm not rejoicing in the fact that she's in heaven where she aspired to be i'm hurting off the fact that i did not know who this lady was she was a stranger to me somebody i loved so truly but her voice was never heard Mm. her voice was never heard and she sacrificed and suffered so much for the sake of her children but what about her 
And it made me look at my mother differently because then I started reflecting Mm. and I'm like, well, how did she grow up? What opportunities did she have? How did she see herself? Mm. You know, what pain did she endure? Because my mother, she's very um, she's very closed off. She doesn't trust people. Mm. And I've realized because I have a little bit of trust issues, you know, after going through some pain that I'm like, if I have some trust issues off some pain, what pain did my Mm. mother suffer through? You Mm. know, I saw a lot of pain that she went through but what did she go through before me and it made me want to start understanding who my mother was as a woman not just the fact that she was my mother you know we're not taught to love ourselves and who can give us the example when they weren't taught to either Mm. my grandmother was um one of the oldest girls out of like 12 kids i can't even tell you the exact number but it was a lot of them Mm -hmm. she um dropped out of school early and she raised kids And then she got married and raised kids. And then those kids had kids and she raised those too. But how familiar is that story? It's so familiar. You know, you add some working to it, you know, um, then here comes my mother's generation she doing the same thing but now she's working as well Mm. now she not even married she carrying a household by herself you know so to me the plight has not gotten easier it's gotten harder because now you got to do everything your mother did but without a spouse Mm. without a stronghold you know and then she births us so now what do we do we carry on that same legacy but nobody's sitting down talking about what we don't want to talk about you know and it was like an eye-opener for me I was like I got I got to get through to these kids because Mm -hmm. to think of my son looking at himself the way I looked at me it hurt me Mm. to think of my nieces looking and loving on themselves the way that I looked and loved on myself it hurt me you know, like you you mentioned, you're a people pleaser. See, I please people that I love, that I'm loyal to. Mm-hmm. And it's a very small circle, but even in that small circle, it could still damage, hinder, and hurt. hurt you, you know? Especially when your circle is hurt themselves and nobody's talking about it. Mm. So here we are, talking about it. Girl, and we are talking about it. And I'm over <laughs> here. I'm not supposed to cry. My guests are crying. I, I'm over here just in tears because I've never related so much in a short amount of time. <laughs> like, you're coming to like my Thanksgiving at this point. Like I can't <laughs> not have you in my life. I like to eat, so I hope you're ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at my calories now, but Thanksgiving ain't no calories. You can't, you feel Those me? calories cancel. <laughs> cancel. <laughs> Girl, I'm pissing you in, okay, for Thanksgiving, but I, the way, again, you said everything, it's almost as if you were telling my story, and I was 100% a grandmother's child, I was like, they would just, you know, they would, my family would say, she can't even go to the bathroom without you, you know, being (laughs) right next to her, I adored this lady, but to think, I didn't even think about that until you said it, like, who was she? I have seen her as a strong woman who had nine children of her own, you know, starting at 19 years old, um, was married twice, worked so hard, gave her heart. What does she want to do? You know, what, what were her dreams? How was she raised? What were her aspirations? What was her mother's aspirations? Just keep going on and on. And I think that she raised her children some of her grandchildren, you know, some of her what great yep, great grandchildren were included in that too. And it's just like, man, to know that and to not know to see her in as such a strong woman and to not know why she's strong, that that got me because the struggles that I go through, the struggles I saw my mom go through, and we didn't not once did we sit and say, Well, this is what you can do different so that you don't have to go through that struggle. That is so powerful. And when you talk about generational curses, you talk about blood ties, you talk about all these things, and it's like, well, we can break those, but we got to start talking. Mm-hmm. There are so many women in my family that have gone through so many similar things, and nobody's talking about it. But you want to see this next generation thrive and strive and be better, but how can we? We don't know how. You didn't tell us. You criticize us. You say it's not right. You say you're not doing this or you're not doing that or ooh, child, look at you. But help us so that we know what we can do better than you. Show us the way. 
And I just, I felt that so strongly because that's what's holding us back. That, the the lack of conversation, the lack of honesty, the lack of vulnerability, that's what's holding us back. So thank you for exposing that for me. Um, I definitely need to work on that with my own family. I don't want, even what I've gone through, I don't want my sister to be, you know, I want her to be 10 times better than me. And she's only, she's only four years younger than me, but still with the things I've gone through, I want to prevent that from happening to her. Don't, I don't want you to feel for a day that you can do anything because I'm telling you that you can. I believe in you 100%. You can do it all. You could, you're 10 times better than me. I want you to be a thousand times better, you know? <sighs> my god what is happening moving on <laughs> you said something else that i really wrote down and 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 loved um what which one did i want to say i'm not for everybody that hit me too because again maybe it's the people pleasing thing where i feel like i need to be and when I find someone, it's like, what? Well, why? Like, why, why don't you like me? Like, what is it? I'm giving you my best right now. <laughs> you know, like, what do I need to do? Like, what? you know. And so realizing that I am different, because you said that too, and and being comfortable with being different. My mom used to tell me all the time, like, you're different. You're not the same. But when she said it, I would feel like that's a bad thing. Like, I want to be the same. Mm -hmm. You know, why? These people are picking on me. Like, I just want to be like everybody else. But it wasn't until I took in what she was saying. Like, I am different. And, you know, actually, it's not a bad thing. I don't have to be like you. I want to be the example for you because, honey, <laughs> you know, there's some things you need to work on, you know? Yeah. So being able to be comfortable in my differences was hard. Um, but when you're set apart, you're set apart from birth. It, it, there's nothing you can do about it. How did you finally, I think you kind of talked about it a little bit, but talk about that feeling of being different and how you said, you know what, I'm okay with that. So, I, I'm very proud to say that I'm <laughs> stepping more into that truth. Um, towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, I'm, I'm getting comfortable with it. Um, but like you, when I was younger, I always felt like kind of the black sheep. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm different. Uh, my mom used to be with the girls a lot just because of her work schedule, not because she was excluding me, but I felt excluded. Um, because I was yeah. always alone. They went to the same school. I didn't. Um, uh -huh. You know, they had a better relationship with her. I didn't because I still had all this anger and animosity in me. You know, now that I'm older, I knew it was a lot of me as well as her. Um, you know, not knowing how to to break through the walls I created, mm -hmm. you know, growing um, up. Um, and I kind of carried that with me in school. I was just, you know, very shy very to myself i wanted to be with everybody else but i didn't know how to be with everybody else because i always felt different especially when i was around um children that had you know successful parents or even mm. had parents instead of a parent no you know um children that had you know like the latest shoes the latest this and that mm -hmm. like um Ooh. you know i i was you know I ain't the ugliest thing out here, you know what I'm saying? Girl, but you cute girl. <laughs> my um you know, my features is what would spark conversations with people. And like I was telling you earlier, I was always labeled as the pretty weird girl. Mm -hmm. Like, cause that's literally what I was. <laughs> cause I was not open and I always looked so sad. People would tell oh. me all the time, You look so sad and I'd be like, But I just feel like me. And oh. now that I'm older I realize it's cause I was sad and um, I realized that I do project my emotions very, um, very openly. I'm an Aries and, mm. um, you know, I didn't know nothing about that when I was younger. So I would think to myself, I want to feel happy. And then I'm like, ooh, am I looking happy? But no, I wasn't. I was looking uh. sad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, always apart, you know. Um, and then the friends that I did make, sometimes I'd be like, you know, um, in higher level classes and stuff. So mm. I'd be like, you know, ain't too many brown girls in there mm -hmm. and it just kind of carried throughout i go to college 
not too many brown girls definitely not single mothers up in there <laughs> Uh-oh. so again always separating and separating and i and i hated it and i hated it and i hated it and honestly um I I will give credit to two things that have really helped me step into my element of what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, Even even my career change. Because, see, my thing is when you level up in your mind, you have no choice but to level up everywhere else. And it will sit there with you. You can sit. Well, me personally, I will sit there and try to distract myself with TV shows, with movies, with whatever. And in my head, my head is still like, you know, that little voice is like, now, you know. Now you know. That's that parallel know, that's process, that, girl. Yes, that you mentioned, you know. So I, um, you know, when I decided to leave health management, um, ooh, my mama was mad. She was like, you didn't go to school all this time to be da-da-da-da-da. Teachers mm-hmm. don't get paid. And it was just my mom, you know. Um, my ex situation kind of kept mentioning the same thing. And it was so much, you know, about the money Mm. and they didn't understand that because I'm different. That's not what I was looking at. I was looking at the value. Mm. I was looking at my life legacy. You know what I'm saying? So that was like the first thing that was like, okay, you know what? I'm not like them, but it's okay Mm. because I'm going to do this regardless. And if I fall, I fall, you know, and I had to reflect on that every time I fall, I get, you know, I get up, Mm -hmm. you know? So Jesus. that kind of when I went into that without seeking um, approval, because everything that I did, I always asked, you think I should do this? You think I should do Same, that? You think girl. I should do this? That was the first choice I made where it was like, you know, what? I don't care what y'all rapping about. I'm going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that and I loved it and I actually get up and I like you know, going to going to work and stuff. It kind of made me comfortable with I'm different, right? So then when she started doing that, and honey, this is just last year. This ain't nothing that like, <laughs> right. what, 2018, I'm lying. You know, this, it, this is just happening. Yeah. 20s, late 20s, okay? <laughs> late 20s is when I finally started to be comfortable with different. <laughs> so I started being comfortable with different. Yes. Then, you know, I feel like too... I don't care what anybody says. Your relationship is a reflection of how you see yourself. Mm. Okay. And I was in a relationship where I wanted my partner to grow and elevate with me, but he didn't want to. Mm. And I felt that because he didn't want to mentally, um, I was and spiritually, most importantly, I was sacrificing a growth for myself wow. and I was becoming dependent on his approval on certain things, wow. you know, and I had a misconception of who he was because I didn't see him for who he was. I saw him through what I wanted to see him as. So, mm-hmm. you know, that love lens, it, it gets you feeling tricky. Good and rose colored <laughs> glasses, girl. Rose colored, you feel me? <laughs> so then we go through certain things and it made me reflect because a lot of his animosity was that I was different. Mm. I wasn't accepting to his lifestyle. I wasn't accepting towards what his homeboys girls was accepting to. Mm. I wasn't accepting to being complacent with the current situation. And I wasn't accepting on waiting into the future to figure out the future. Okay. So I had to really reflect and be like, you know what? It's going to hurt to be different. But it is necessary for me to elevate to my next step. And then what did it to me was my, you know, my dog, Sarah, Sarah Roberts. You know, she ain't really my dog. She don't know that we're friends, but we're friends. <laughs> and and she gave a preaching about that, mm-hmm. uh, about a lot of the complaints we have. Because the problem we have with being different is that we're the first to do it. Yes. And we don't want to be the first to do it because when you're the first to do it, it takes a lot of work, yes. a lot of tears, yes. a lot of pain mm. and a lot of problems. Mm. And we don't want no problems. No. And I cannot remember the preaching um, off the top of my head, but I remember what she said. And what she said was, so what? Wow. So what? You got to be the first. So what? You don't got no mentors. You're going to be the mentor in your family. You don't like it. Mm. So what? Why? Because if you don't do it, who else will? If you don't set apart, who else will? What example are you giving? So what? Mm. to me it was a chin check like you keep complaining about being different so what so what Mm. and that's my advice to all of you women that feel uncomfortable with being different so what wow because if you don't do it who else will especially if you are a mother or you're trying to shift a generational curse Mm. if you don't do it then who 
If you don't carry that pain, then who? Because what's going to happen is if you are not strong enough to carry it, that means you're setting your nieces up, wow. your nephews up, your children up to carry it, you know? Ooh, so what? That was a chin check to me just now. <laughs> Girl, my little feelings is hurt. Mine's was too, <laughs> but it made me okay with it because mm. it's okay to hurt. I think sometimes we try so hard to avoid it, and that's why we conform mm. because, like I said, different comes with pain. But wouldn't you rather carry it than the people you love? Mm. And that's the way I look at it. You know, I'm doing all of this so that my son doesn't have to because my son is my world and he is the one that forced evolution within me. Mm. So if I can help him escape from any pain, my son is different and he do not give a damn. Sorry for cursing. No, Don't know if fine. I'm supposed you, to. You but can curse, girl. He, he doesn't care. And I love that he doesn't care. Sometimes it frustrates me that he doesn't care. <laughs> because sometimes I realize that I try to normalize him. And mm. I try to get him to like what I think boys his age should like. Mm. Or I try to get him to socialize with people. And I'm going to be honest. You know, I try to push my son to be with friends of color that I feel like he can relate to. But my son feels like he can relate to anybody mm. and when i was younger i hated that I'm like well where are your friends and he's showing me everybody i'm like well what about this one over here you know mm. what about this boy mm. you don't want to be his friend <laughs> yeah. he's like but we don't like the same things and he'll he'll you know ch check me myself well mom you said it's okay to be different so i gotta be like okay, everybody sir. else and well i gotta like what my cousins like and sports was a thing that we you know fought on and now he's getting into it, but on his terms, mm -hmm. because he wants to. And I was like, well, you know, all your cousins play sports, but you said it's okay not <laughs> to do what everybody else does. <laughs> okay. Well, let me shut up, because now I'm seeing that me accepting being different is carrying it on to him, where we're not even going to have this conversation. My mm. son ain't never going to feel bad about not liking what somebody else likes, mm. you know? Yes, I know. I, I love that. My mom used to say, what somebody else got ain't yours. And I never knew what that meant. I'm like, what is that? It's not even grammatically right what you're saying. <laughs> but she, what she was saying was, it doesn't matter. Wh whatever they have going on, that has nothing to do with you. Don't base what you like off of someone else. Don't base what you should be doing off of what somebody else is doing. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. That, that's not yours. It's not for you. If it was, if, if it was for you, you would have it. Mm-hmm. So she, all the while, you know, Regina was dropping these little jewels, but I wasn't picking them up. I was too mad. Yeah, I, I was blocking. But that's beautiful that through what you've gone through, you recognize that for yourself and you know you don't want that for your son. And I love that. Thank you. Um, You've already said your motivation for other women, but is there anything else you would just like to tell these girls besides so what? Because we because you just chin check like <laughs> a million people at this point. So do you have anything else that you want to tell the girls and get them motivated to just keep going, go and get it and just be who you are authentically? Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'll tell you two things. Um. The first thing I would say is to be reflective and embrace, embrace the bottom, you know, and um, I'm, I'm really one of my New Year's resolution was not only to get um, physically fit was to get spiritually fit. So if that comes, I'm listening to a lot of powerful speakers um, and what they touch on essentially is that we let our fear guide us into staying in our comfort zone. And I've let that guide me a lot. Even us having this podcast and me being open is out of my comfort zone. And I would have never reached out to you. So I'm so happy you reached out to me <laughs> because I like my comfort zone. And um, I've already been stepping out here and there. And sometimes you fall. You know, sometimes you get at the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely in a in a passage. Um, I was telling um, a friend the other day, I was like, I feel like I'm going through the financial and um, emotional growing pains that I went through in my early 20s. And mm -hmm. I find myself catching myself as I say I'm too old for this. But saying I'm too old for this 
means let me go back to what I'm used to. And Mm. just because I'm used to it and it's comfortable doesn't mean that that's where I should stay at. So just be reflective, you know, be reflective of where you where you're at and where you're trying to go Mm. and and take accountability for what you are and are not doing. Even speaking to you is a is a check for me Mm. because you're saying that I'm so relatable. And I've heard that so many times from people that know me. Mm -hmm. Um it's a reminder that that's part of my purpose is to let you know that you are not alone. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I need to carry over. So this is again, out of my comfort zone, but a necessary lesson. And my second thing would be to just go, you know, just go. The hardest part is always starting. Just go. If you're, um, a mother, if you're not a mother, it doesn't matter. Just go for you if you have to. Cause at mm. the end of the day, when these children get grown, you're going to be left with you. Mm. And then you're going to wish you could go. But let me tell you something. You could still go, but you go much quicker if you started earlier, <laughs> you know. So just go. Don't um, don't give up. Um, you know, um, surround yourself with people that love you if you don't know how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely need to, you know, get out there and stuff. But what I will say is, you know, I've had the privilege of growing up with sisters and a mother who I've always seen potential in me that I couldn't see in myself then I've gained a soul sister um she knows who she is Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and and she speaks potential into me and um one of the things that she always says that everybody says and knows me that's kind of my gift and my curse is that I always go I cannot sit still Mm -hmm. I have a million things going off in my head and I always try a little bit here and there and everywhere um so if you don't know what you um you know what you want to do uh write down a list of what you don't want to do write down a list of the space that you're in that you don't want to be in you know what i'm saying and just go go for it i would recommend um it didn't start with you as a book um you can find it on amazon it didn't start with you i can't think of the author off the top of my head read that to help you have insight on your family trauma, you know, because it carries over. It has been genetically proven that it carries over. So if you're not understanding where all this negative emotion and self-doubt is coming from, it may be because it wasn't yours to begin with, but you have to acknowledge it and figure out how to fix it Um, and read the four agreements and the alchemist. Oh, I love the alchemist. Four agreements. Write it down. The four agreements is going to help you with not taking everything personal. Because when you stop taking everything personal, you stop becoming a people pleaser. Mm. And when you stop becoming a people pleaser, you start pleasing yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Well, thank <laughs> you. I love that. And I'll definitely post the links to those books on the page. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I'm so, so, so hyped for this. <laughs> we'll have to do something else because, yes. Yeah, I definitely see a relationship growing here. So, <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope you got something out of this. I know you did. Make sure you write everything down and listen to this or repeat, honey. Okay? <laughs> I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.